0: Hey, hello and welcome to the Right Room Podcast. My name is Ruben Paul and you're listening to episode number 13. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now I did a little survey on Instagram to find out if people listen to podcasts at work, which is one of the reasons why I created this podcast, right, for people to listen to it at work when they're not working or when they're doing a task which is slightly repetitive and you need something to, you know, occupy your mind, like listening to music, right? And I asked people on Instagram, on my Instagram feed, if people listen to podcasts at work. And most people on my Insta feed said that they don't listen to podcasts at work because they can't concentrate on the conversation as well as concentrate on work. Which is very interesting because that's not the reason why you would listen to a podcast, right? Like, you know, it's when you're in school and your teacher is dictating something and you're taking down notes, right? But while you're taking down notes, you're also having a quiet conversation with your friend. But you're still taking down notes. A podcast is just the same thing. You're just listening to a conversation while still doing something. So if you have one part of your work day which is a little bit repetitive, and you have to do something which is just mindless. right? I'm not shitting on your jobs, but you don't have to really apply your mind for one particular portion of your job. That's when you listen to a podcast. So but having said that, that's not the only reason why I created this podcast for people who are bored at work. Though that's one of the main reasons. <laughs> I should just call this instead of the right room, the people who are bored at work room, right? And uh, yeah, but whenever you listen to this podcast, man, if you're listening to it on your way back home or your way to office or you're working out or you're doing something at home, or you just chilling and just chilling and sitting and listening to podcasts, God bless you for being that just one listener among my 30 listeners <laughs> who listen to this podcast. Uh, today, I have a very interesting guest on my podcast, Akash Mehta, on my podcast, and we talk about uh, YouTube and how YouTube sells shows and the uh, relationship between YouTube and being a comedian and being an entertainer. And also we talk about being on tour, going on tour, touring a show for an entire uh, period of time across different cities, to different audiences, and the way your show takes shape just by touring. And we also talk about constantly being on the move, which is something me and Akash Mehta... uh, are off in the same wavelength at least right because we both of us just can't should still we have to keep doing something like even for me like i just can't chill i have to continuously keep doing something and uh and we also talk about uh, a bunch of interesting things related to comedy so i hope you guys have a fun listen this is episode 13 of the right room podcast <laughs> Conversation with the legendary Akash Mehta. <laughs> legendary. I have to call him legendary because then he'll feel nice. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I know that Akash, apart from doing stand up, is doing a bunch of shit with his life, right? Like, what all are you doing right now? I or what all have you tried up to this point in your life?
1: Up to this point, uh, I tried making YouTube videos, I tried writing videos, I tried writing a movie. Uh, like a which full is feature is yeah feature but which huh. is just waiting to be made now by the way so it's it's further along than most people think huh, so uh, anyone of
0: you who is listening to this who wants to like you know
1: produce Akash's film it's a Gujarati movie it's a Gujarati <laughs> movie so you can <laughs> 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 oh man I love the idea that you have like a massive Gujarati audience and it's all high net worth individuals oh really <laughs> really if what if you know what if you realize that all the so listens, this whole stereotype is fully bullshit what
0: of you know the stereotype, right? Of like you know people being like you know stingy with their cash in Gujarat is no, not. Yeah, well.
1: but is this like I mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's stinginess. I think it's more of a, it's what you assign value to.
0: Oh, so they, their priorities are different. Yeah, priorities. So are what are, really are the different. priorities?
1: I yet to figure out, but no, but I mean, chalo, food, definitely priority. Food that's, is a okay. huge priority. Huh. Uh, uh, for Gujarat. So then how do you like, how
0: do you fill auditoriums in, uh, in Ahmedabad? You, you, you keep, keep the t- tickets cheaper. Oh, uh, and keep <laughs> the food. And you say like food is also present.
1: Yeah. I mean, n- not necessarily. I have never had food at a comedy show in Gujarat. I wouldn't want food at a comedy show in Gujarat. I can't compete with food in Gujarat. So uh, that's, one, <laughs> that's a huge, this thing. But, uh, 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 which is why you just do auditoriums. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, you will be amazed. <laughs> that's the, the best
0: s- reason I've heard anyone does auditoriums because they can't compete with food, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> There's no argument against that. No, but
1: there are a lot of smaller rooms also. I think uh, a lot of my shows have always been smaller rooms because yeah. I'm not really, I don't get as many ticket sales as the average. Uh, that's why you see, I don't really think I'm at that point where I'm like a YouTube celebrity, quote unquote. Hmm. But do you want to be that? No, I don't want to tell jokes. Yeah. The only thing is that uh, you also have bills. Right. so then you know and youtube that, helps in those bills youtube helps with those bills definitely uh, dropping a video itself is some amount of recovery uh, right. honestly speaking the amount of money you make from a youtube video itself will barely even cover the cost of making that video in uh-huh. at least in my case because you yeah. know i end up taking like 7 8 9 fucking can I curse on this? Of course you can. Lovely. Yeah. So nine fucking things, you know, of shooting and shooting and shooting and not being happy with what's come out. Yeah. And then each time you spend money and some places are exorbitantly expensive to shoot at. And yep. And you end up, you know, being, uh, uh, you know, you, you get money out of the ad revenue, but it's not. like It's it not enough. Yeah. and plus It's not like, enough to make a living and pay yeah, bills and all that. But right? But the beauty of it is that those bits that you've worked on, you've used throughout the year at places and shows that where you've earned money. Ah
0: right yeah. uh, so you have actually not lost much exactly you not and, lost too
1: much and the money you do spend on a youtube video is more than anything in a very professional sense it's just an investment hmm. or a marketing uh, cost you know what i mean
0: yeah but do you feel like the number of shows increase after you put out a video
1: Yeah, it depends on on how well the video does. See, that's the part that most people don't get. I think a lot of people are very excited with the idea that, oh, I'm just going to put out this video and then everything's going to be fine. Yeah. It's not. (laughs) It's really not. You know, I tried doing that twice. Right. And nothing was particularly fine after that. It's not like I sold crazy tickets uh, anytime. Uh, Of course, arguably, some of the videos that came out on my end, I mean, you know, two of them were on a Gujarati YouTube channel and two of them were on my YouTube channel with, you know, 3,000 subscribers and it was, right. it shot at Hive and it was one camera and there was no sound and, and so again, that with the question is maybe if that production ka 4 out of 10 would have been there, they would have had a better shot but right. it wasn't there. Right. Uh, the first set of videos that came out in August was, was the first set which was shot at like Canvas with like, you know… Uh, Proper product. I, would say, I mean, that wide shot in the videos is still something that irks me to this day. Right. Uh, there was a goof up and the wide was like very wide, like cinematic huh. wide, and it looks very bad. But yeah, but this whole thing, right? Like now I think everyone
0: is with this idea and stand-up, right? You have to get on YouTube. to no, put I your mean stuff. see, don't So I mean, how much how much do you think that is true? But take a because step you're... back.
1: No, don't look at it as do you have to get on YouTube. Just think of it as a conceptual Problem that we are facing as comics.
0: Huh, the conceptual problem is like people are not able to sell tickets.
1: Yeah, why? Because nobody knows who you nobody are. Nobody knows who you are. Why? But why de-
0: why don't people come for comedy?
1: Because the market is not nearly evolved enough to come for comedy. So
0: how, how, how long do you think? What oh. is your estimate?
1: God knows, man. I mean, US <laughs> maybe, you know, if you're not on TV, you're not selling tickets. The fact remains okay. that... Uh, human beings are a little celebrity-oriented culture in India, especially where we make most of our celebrities gods virtually. Gods, yeah. So then, you know, you have to be a somebody to sell tickets and in a right. market full of lots of somebodies huh. uh, that are vying for your attention with who are different, different kind of somebody. Like when, you know, if you have a choice today between watching Anirban live and you, have, you know, you can go and watch Zakir live or you can watch Abhishek live. All three very different comedians, very yeah. different tastes, you know. Uh, uh, so when i already have this much choice in established names why would i necessarily risk uh, and go to
0: a person i'll go to a show where there's someone whom no yeah. one cares and no one knows yeah.
1: about so it. The, the the and this is the evolved audience now the new audience in comedy mm-hmm. uh, uh, sees your uh, poster and sees uh, say you know whoever kanan's poster and you know then then the debate is this person doesn't know anything about comedy he might know kanan hmm but he might not know Karan well enough to say uh, conclusively that he would like it so then the battle becomes the next level which is the marketing right so he's going to go to youtube oh and he's okay going to search for both but you people.
0: actually feel people do that
1: oh yeah you know that people do I this. mean i know for a fact that so uh, do you get
0: that at your shows when when you when they come for your show like yeah we saw you on youtube and that's how we came
1: that's how most of the people uh, come and really? the other significant portion of people is people who have seen me before have brought
0: Right, okay. Right? So it's like so that almost goes back to the phrase where like be that good like the next time they want to call your friends. Exactly. And uh. it,
1: it goes without saying that that works. Uh, mm. But at the same time, you know, in today's day and age that the rate at which that works because just imagine I have so many things I could recommend to you in an afternoon. Yeah. Just if the two of us sat and said, "Okay, let's recommend 50 movies to each other," I'm sure we would have them between us, right? So correct. I mean, in a time of this many recommendations, word of mouth can only be so good when it comes to a comic. If it's a venue, it still has way more potential. Like right. you know, when you hear from your friends about this place that is great at comedy, mm-hmm. uh, like TCC for example, you know, TCC has a very strong audience following. Very, correct, correct. Uh, they are they are fans of the place. Yeah, they, they are fans, fans of the and place. place. And, and even I the think this has moved. Right. They still come. They back. still come to the place because oh, they,
0: they the, know uh-huh. they know about the entire. Your brand being just funny comics that get programmed. Yeah, and, now, and with going up, going back without being disappointed about exactly. paying your money.
1: Yeah, and it's the same with Canvas, you know. Canvas also, I mean, took a little longer to build that image. But today, if you go to Canvas on a Saturday night, hmm. unless it's three people who nobody knows at all, like just completely virtually unknown faces, uh, right? You're, you're still going to get some crowd, just right. because Canvas. Now the question is, whose attention are you vying for? Right? Mm. Are you vying for the attention of the people who've been watching comedy for a while? Their tastes will be more evolved right but they're harder to get you know? okay. or you make it look very pretty and very attractive and get whoever is you know just getting into the whole comedy thing hmm. so uh, then your audience may or may not be as evolved as people who've seen it for a while
0: correct correct
1: so now how what is the one place where you can conclusively find your audience no matter what it's youtube right so that's why youtube is important it's not like for me uh, the entire aspect of it being this is something I've been aware of for years, but it was not something I prescribed to at all. Right. When I put out videos, So, when
0: you started out, what, what was your philosophy about going about this?
1: I, the idea was always, since the first ever video from Hive, the idea was always to kind of. Uh, uh, I guess it's like taking a picture mm-hmm. of like, this is what I was like then.
0: Right. You know okay. I mean? it's like an so, op- it's kind of like a, a record of where you were.
1: Yeah. So Hmm. when I watch back to that video and I look at that bit and, and I, I mean, you know, it doesn't take a genius to see. (laughs) That there has been a, some improvement <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you have
0: this problem where you like you listen to anything what you made or see whatever you made and like done and just like ah no what not. was I doing yes
1: it's, it's very but then there are things that you can watch like i there are things I've made that I absolutely enjoy love. really yeah, I still do as much as the first time I still laugh out loud at the points where I do <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know whether I've not outgrown those jokes yet or those jokes are actually good so ah, it's okay. One of those. but yeah. you
0: actually feel like you're still proud of it yeah
1: you're but they're like not comedy there
0: are other things. <laughs> These other videos. So, this is the time. Was comedy like your first job?
1: Uh, I've had odd jobs. Yeah. Like little jobs.
0: Yeah. I know this is a very Bombay thing because I've spoken to some, I think I spoke to some girl from Bombay. And it's like, dude, in Bombay, everyone works after college. Like during college. Well, like, Were you one of those kids? I
1: was one of those kids from school. Like I was those, I was just You were obsessed. working from school? I just not, I would call it working. I mean, it was never working. It was just like really silly things to make pocket money on the side. Like I would organize huh. counter-strike competitions. <laughs> you know what I mean? When I was in kindergarten, I tried to sell snails to a lady <laughs> for five bucks a pop saying my wow. family was in an accident and I'm helping. Oh right. my God. So I'm like an enterprising oh spirit. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> ethics took a while. Kindergarten I didn't have them. I was lying to sell my product. But uh, I've worked very, very hard. I've written letters, uh, college essays for right. people. Love letters for people. So they, I, uh,
0: they, you were hired as a writer like as a kid.
1: I mean, in school, yeah, that was the. So know, they
0: were like, hey, Akash, write my love letter, na.
1: Yeah, like, I know this friend in the other school who can sort you out like that. Right? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, stock romantic lines and shit. Oh my and god. So, I mean, it was always kind of doing something or the other. I was obviously creatively inclined. I was playing hmm. music for a while. Th- all through, I mean, the second half of school, I was a drummer. And then I picked up a lot of other percussive instruments right. uh, like the, you know, uh, uh, Jambay and the Congo and the bongos and, right. and all that, the xylophone, huh. tried tabla, didn't work out, but you know, I mean, little bit of dhol hmm. and uh, um, wasn't, I had a couple of injuries in college. So then they said, you can't really play the drums now because it'll cause, little bit oh, interesting. so then i words. started playing huh. keyboard and guitar and shit so it was, there was huh. like it was a very clear definite goal ki like this is the end you know music is going to be the end goal right uh, if not music in the sense of being a musician but maybe being as a like, performer uh, 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 yeah maybe not as a performer but maybe as a, a composer or a compo- uh, oh, you know, right. like a background score guy or, huh. or an audio engineer i did audio engineering as well after 12th wow okay uh, and in 12th i got depression Okay. Uh, which is the best? You know, if you you know how in all the movies there's always like a scientist involved in finding the fucking superhero. Yes. Like that is the scientist in terms of comedy. Like some degree of depression. Is, or some breakdown. Yeah, yeah Or yeah, just yeah. some shit. It just affects the, your life exactly. adversely. Exactly. It's the equivalent of a radioactive spider for us. And <laughs> and 12th, that happened. And I ended up not going abroad to study music further. I ended up staying here doing my audio engineering. Right. And doing law. Wow. Okay. And then in law school, first year I found stand-up.
0: Huh. Then so were you one of those kids like you couldn't like sit still like I need to oh. I need to continuously keep doing something. I some need sh-. to
1: keep moving. I need to keep fiddling. That's even now. Yeah. That's even now. You can't you sit. You can see I keep tapping something or the other. <laughs> <one>. <laughs>
0: There's something because I think a lot of um, a lot of people who are like creatively inclined yeah. are creatively inclined because it's like a way to cope with it. Like even me, I don't think I can sit at home. It's just impossible. Yeah. Have you ever sat at home for like, a, like even your summer vacations, right? Are like your summer <laughs> vacations, it's, it's like the first week you, you like look forward to not doing anything after your exams and shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then, then that you, oh. second day, you're like,
1: oh my God. Just to give you like a very recent example, I was, uh, I got done with the tour. <clears throat> so right. October,
0: how many, how many cities, how many places with this?
1: Okay. So the, this special ka first set of tours started in October. Mm-hmm. Uh, october of last year october 2017 October 2017, okay and they lasted till I think November end okay which was longer than I thought it would be
0: really so every weekend
1: uh, virtually weekends week I've, I've, i I think I did I had some ridiculous amount of stage time I think had like two <laughs> days worth of stage time in that entire month and now great. you're doing an, like an hour and a half it of started off as a 90, uh, 90 minutes became an hour and a half by the end sorry uh-huh. 60 minutes became an hour and a half at the end uh-huh. Uh, the se- December was a break. Feb, uh, Jan, Feb was just polishing and mm-hmm. doing other gigs. This, that did a weekend here and there. Uh, then this final version of the special was 90 minutes. It went out and it became uh, sorry 80 minutes. And it became uh, th- it, then I got three versions. Like I got a sports model and a family coop and a minivan out of it. So, right. a <laughs> so you do
0: like different versions of the special at like different audiences? Or? Uh
1: Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because uh, each of them uh, kind of came about at the same time. Right. Uh, as a, you know, within that same month, right? So right. it should not be, they shouldn't be that different from one another. But I think in terms of vibe and in terms of, how they uh, affect the kind of... They depend on the room and the kind of people that are sitting in the room. You know, it was really fun. Like, there was a kosher version, obviously. Right. When I was doing Jaipur, I did the kosher version because okay. in Jaipur, I didn't want to scare the fuck out of everyone. Yeah, because they're like new to comedy. they yeah, be like, like what is this obscene comedy. shit? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and which was like a tight... Uh, exact 90-minute, 90 91-max, like okay. because there was no Masti Mazak, I mean, obviously Masti Maza, but… Ha, but not like… Uh, like there were the 6 death jokes instead of the 13 death jokes. You <laughs> know what I mean? uh, it's a toned-down a toned version of the entire yeah. thing. Uh. Uh, the the sports model was, again, like 95 minutes, very tight, uh, sticking to punchlines, not doing any senti stuff, going right. through that. Uh, the slightly longer version was an hour and 47-ish, hmm. which was, I think, probably one of my favorite versions to do because it was very interactive. Right. Uh, It kind of you know, Nagpur was one of those shows where that happened. Where it was probably the best show of the tour, and from point zero, everybody was just in on it. Right. And that happens very less for me right now, where I perform in a place where everybody is like not just knows me, but is a fan. Ah. Uh, That's like that's never happened to me before. This. So what's the difference between? It's just a different energy, man. Like they know you, they know your persona. The minute you get on the, I had an applause break for the first word I said on stage. (laughs) So which which means that makes it
0: easier, right? It makes your work easier. It makes it. It it does. Or does it it, now? Does it scare you? Like, oh my
1: God! Like, no, they find out at some point that my
0: jokes are going to die out.
1: Maybe, maybe if they were older, I'd be more scared. But they're younger, so they have no standards. So, so like, what is
0: your what is the age group of your
1: fans? I have, re- I, you know, this is interesting. You ask because before I went on this tour, I thought it was something completely different. But so, what do you think it was before? So, it. I thought it was eighteen to thirty-five, mm-hmm. which it is clearly not. It's more like eighteen to twenty-four, twenty-five. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, it's more immature. <laughs> no, and, and I think why. so. The issue is that older people, when they watch me live, they really like me. Huh. But the unless they've been somebody recommended me, they won't actually come out to watch me. That's what I've realized because the right. bits are a little crass. So okay. maybe that's something I need to work on if I want. But that's then your style,
0: right? You like you like to keep things raw. I mean, it, do you yeah, want to keep things raw or do you?
1: I, honestly, you know, sometimes I find myself questioning why I said motherfucker huh. uh, when I didn't need to say motherfucker. Hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And uh, that's and <clears throat> again, it's not something that I consciously avoid cursing or that I consciously curse. But it's also I think. <clears throat> Yeah, it's the. I'm not used to the certain weather changes, Bangalore. This is the second time Akash has just cursed Bangalore. No, no, no. I I love this. uh, (laughs) I mean, this city is uh, was amazing twenty years ago. (laughs) The last special had a very strong underlying theme of how I am aware of the fact that I'm very crass and that it turns some of you off. Right. But try to understand that the the you know i mean i say this line that the the cursing is a punctuation it's not the punchline ha okay you know what i mean there's meaning around it correct so so try and catch that meaning around it and after making that argument you uh, know over 40 shows uh, across the you know india and and even in dubai i realized that you know nobody gives a fuck and <laughs> i i need to either get better at saying it or i need to hold on to this message until i can Find mm. a better way of doing it. I feel like this special, the new one that I'm working on now is a little better. Right. In that respect because uh, uh, it's, it's how do I put it? It's like, a you know how cell phones used to be bulky and now they're more like compact, thin sleek, thin thin yeah. Thin, yeah, so I'm
0: kind of going for that approach. Right, okay. Instead. So, like, the lesser material you have, actually, the the less that's said, that the better, the neater. Just it is.
1: don't acknowledge anything directly. If people understand, they'll understand. So, don't keep
0: addressing your jokes from a third person point of view. Just keep doing your jokes. Is that what you.
1: That definitely is one of them. The other huh. is, you know, if you're talking about something, you don't need to. Uh, I will tell you what uh, the phrase I use off the record after, but uh, huh. don't. Okay. Don't basically just don't. Yes, I have issues with sex, uh, you know. Uh, Sexual assault. Yeah. do I go around on stage saying, don't do sexual assault. I don't think that helps. Right. Because that's not a job also, I think. No, I as mean, a comic. more than the job, I, again, see, it's one of those things, right? Like, where I feel like it's something I need to talk about. So, I'll talk about it. Chalo. Yeah. Uh, you know, my job at the end of the day, of course, is to make people laugh. Correct. If I can make them laugh by saying, don't do sexual assault, then maybe that's it's cool. Yeah. But I, I feel like, I don't think... Going to a room full of strangers from my own socioeconomic backgrounds with such a blatant don't do sex unwillingly. You know, it's, who's <laughs> fucking listening to me, man? Like, there, there are way more subversive types of yeah. uh, communication that are prevalent today. Like, so many more subversive narratives are around us. I mean, just look at the, you know, BJP's social media cell, man. Yeah. They are amazing, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. So, you should learn from them. You know, be subversive. Don't <laughs> out and out say things. <laughs> right. But, so, this this thing is even
0: there today. Like, if you have to continuously keep moving and continuously keep doing things. So, what is the most amount of time you can just chill by yourself?
1: I, after this tour ended, mm-hmm. which was six Months virtually right, right between with every, everything going on. Yeah, uh, I took seven days off in my calendar and said this is my break. Mm-hmm. The objective was to stay at home, turn on the AC, it's summer in Bombay, so yeah. turn on the AC all day and play cricket uh, in the evening. All of- yeah. yeah. Day three, I was in office. Day three, that's how long it took. Uh, Day four, I managed to stay home. You know, imagine like this, okay? Like if I were to say this entire experience with cigarette instead of office, people would believe me. Yeah. People will just be like, yeah, that sounds like, uh, you know, yeah. third day, I, fourth day I smoked one, then fifth day I took a break, <laughs> then sixth day so I lost it, I lost oh it.
0: Oh like. my god,
1: yeah. Uh, so
0: I think that's that thing, because I don't, I don't think you can chill, right? Like a lot of people can't chill, like you have to just continuously do stuff.
1: Is this that I can, I would, I chill every day. Like you know, every, yeah. for me, every day needs to end with like a nice long batch of just like fucking not doing anything, hmm. chill out, let your mind wander. Because again, for me, and I, I would say for all of us as comics, we're very lucky because free time is work. In yeah, it's work, it's right? Correct. When you're In just sitting around and watching random YouTube videos about the what will happen when the queen dies and shit. Yeah, and, it's like you know, it's m- research for material. It's research. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or even if you, even if you sit and just think about your material and daydream, it's not daydreaming. It's like yeah. thinking about your material. You <laughs> know,
1: one day. I was... <laughs> was sitting and, uh, and, and, I, and I even do this joke in my in the new special. Ki, uh, dog, like it's like you don't understand my process. My process is not even a process. It's like one day I'll be like, "Wow, you know, there are dogs." You know. And then, <laughs> done for the day man that's about it oh wow you know what I mean? it's, and it's hard to justify it also to people who aren't from your same scene but you know as a comic how it works you know some yeah. weeks you can write 15 new minutes that will go on to become 20 minutes you know maybe at least lay down the foundation for that Yeah. and uh, you know some months you just mm. don't have a single bit so that's you know it's your prerogative to spend the creative downtime polishing what's not coming out you know or whether yeah. what's already come out and then uh, spend the rest of the time writing new shit
0: yeah, so that's how you, is that how you spend like every day, like yeah. every day stand up, every day celebrity stand up, or do you have like a bunch of other projects to? I the podcast is
1: on. Uh, right. I do okay. this podcast also. Yeah, uh, it's odd plugging podcasts on podcasts because <laughs> I feel like such few li- people listen to podcasts. Yeah, they but it's feel... also
0: it's also very important because you don't know who those people are.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those <laughs>
0: people may be like some insanely dedicated podcast fans. Yeah,
1: man. I, but I think there are only six of them and they're already listening <laughs> to both of us. <laughs>
0: yeah, and soon after this, I like some. someone who's listening to this at work will probably be like, hey, I have another eight hours of work. <laughs> Let me check out Akash Mehta's <laughs> other podcast <laughs> which is on the IVM podcast network if you're searching for it. Oh, right? wow, thanks. Yes. Uh, and it's called, uh, uh,
1: it's called Varta Lab. Varta Lab. It's right. like a, Varta means story in Gujarati. Okay. And uh, Varta Lab is ha, lap, sorry is in Hindi it means conversation so right. lab oh, in sense <laughs> uh, but is yeah, it's, it's nice uh, I, I again sorry that's one thing that's kind of like a every week sort of thing so keep right. going and recording talking to people uh, new special obviously always on the works I do a lot of production work uh, I consult for you know counterculture and you know? we work with counterculture to essentially um, uh, essentially program comedy in Bombay Bangalore and Hyderabad then here and there and everywhere. So all of
0: this keeps you very much busy.
1: The idea is to not stop. Right, yeah. And every second that you stop and rest is... I feel, I mean, you know, again... Okay, so tell me if this sounds crazy to you, okay? Yeah. But for me, it's like a certain part of me has to keep working. There can be no absolute standstill. So if I'm giving my body a break, my mind is still working. My mind is chilling. My body is probably doing something. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like I will always keep myself
0: moving see, in some state of yeah. mind in some state right movement like, is everything right right but I think you are know, one of the first comics like when I started in 2014 you are know, one of the first comics whom I saw who like came to Bangalore to tour right so you started touring when?
1: 2015, the time I met you. That was the first tour. The time we did that bit where there was that show where there were no audience but sandwiches. The worst sandwiches. (laughs) Yeah, I think it was an old ass hotel. Like it's one of those hotels where, like, you know, I think people. It was it was a hotel which, whereas Rajesh remembers it from his youth, was brand new. (laughs) Okay, that's what happened.
0: Yeah, but I think for that time, so that was your first tour.
1: Yeah, and then you know, believe it or not, you know, say what you will, but Rajesh Induja was the first guy who gave me a paid gig. Oh, really He was yeah. the first one to
0: give you a paid gig in india or like you know, in like, bangalore i
1: mean like on my own went and saw so like the first time a comic producer gave me a gig yeah Fourth, like forthcoming he came and said yes very
0: interesting rajesh sindhuja was the first comic who gave me a gig as well yeah
1: so actually i mean uh, it's quite interesting it's,
0: i think that's one of the good things about comedy right it teaches you like you know if you want to do something the only way you can do it for yourself is by giving other people exactly. also things right
1: yeah i mean uh, you know I, this is something that uh, ayushi jagar says the right. comic from pura Comedy is a lot about, is mostly about just trusting people. Like in comedy, you know, whenever I give somebody a spot, it's essentially me saying, I trust you. I trust that you will kill it. You know what I mean? That's why a lot of comedians, when for long periods of time, they are not, uh, you know, I mean, you know they're funny, but they're not funny on stage yet. So you give them that leeway as a producer and as an organizer, as a fellow comic, you vouch for people who you believe are funny. Yes. Even though they're not there yet.
0: Right. But that's also quite scary, right? Like, because, like, don't you give sports to people whom you believe in? Yeah. Or do you just give sports, like, people because they? it's one of the things that you have to do as a...
1: No, you give sports. See, I mean, you're thinking of it as a producer, you know, when you're giving a spot to someone, I mean, more specifically that's, that's as, what a, you are, right, as you a programmer, I would say rather yeah. more than a producer also. Um, as a programmer, when I'm programming a room, I, I'm genuinely what I think about the comic is one of the things I consider, it can't be the only thing I consider. Uh, uh, the Certain rooms work with certain crowds, certain lineup decisions don't always make everybody happy but you take them because the show is the most important thing. So if somebody calls me for an inquiry for a corporate event with a certain kind of comic who I don't like personally or in terms of his comedy or her comedy, I will still pass it along because that's my job. Hmm. You know? Keep the I mean less it's so easy to confuse ourselves and think that we're all friends, but we and we are a lot of us are friends, but we're still it's a job. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're still at work. So we're still like colleagues, you know? Yeah, we're still colleagues, right? Yeah. I mean, just because you, you know, get drunk with somebody every you know every time I have an open mic doesn't mean you're <laughs> necessarily friends. You know, or whatever. I know so many and maybe you are also, but at some point you have to put that aside because you also you're doing this from like I program and I uh, produce because I love doing it, but it's also, I need to make money doing it. Otherwise, it, right. how can I justify the amount of time I give it? It's not fucking growing a bonsai plant. You know what I mean? This is a full-time yeah. job. So if I'm going to give it that much time, it has to give me a return. And if it has to give me a return, I have to treat it like a job. Hmm.
0: So like if you, if people don't get spots in your shows, do they, they complain and they're like, Hey, I'm so funny. Like, why are you not putting me on the show? Uh,
1: that doesn't usually end up happening because I feel like I give people spots Right. If the, and. Uh, I'm, I'm actually very proud to say I genuinely do a lot of research, you know, I make sure that I call people up every week or two, you know, I ask, talk to other promoters, who's funny, who's doing what? Oh, have you heard this guy's joke? Oh, what happened to that guy's joke? I mean, it's very easy to walk that line. Uh, and you know, think that maybe it's probably just all gossip, but it's not. I genuinely ask the right questions and yeah, see I who's think that's a
0: cor- that's that's an absolutely correct question you asked. Right? Like, are these people funny? And I mean, who's doing what? But basically? it's such a scary, scary question when it comes to comedy, because they would be like, hey, I don't know. He doesn't think I'm funny because it's like I'm.
1: No, but it, again, when I talk to say Punit or somebody about is this person funny, we both, I, you know, there's a very clear understanding that it's not about what we think. It's about whether or not the audience is laughing. Because correct. I need to sell tickets. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to uh, pay two people. People their salaries on which they pay their rent hmm. every month, you know, and they have to fucking feed themselves and shit with it. Yeah. So I have to make sure that I take those decisions impartially. Hmm.
0: But right now, do you think this whole uh, philosophy? I think you'll be the best person to answer this because you know, like when when you when you start comedy, right? Like when you start, people start giving you spots, okay, yeah. at their shows, and they be like, ah, oh, this person noticed me and gave me a spot. I'm damn happy." Uh, and then there are a lot of comics for whom that has not happened as well. Yeah. People are like, this person is not that funny. So I'm not gonna give them a spot. But then people say like we are not we're not getting spots, we're not getting spots. And then the advice is like if you're not getting spots, start your own show. Yeah. But you think that has like, so now that everyone can start their own show, everyone can and everyone value. does also. Everyone has done that also. So yeah. I think that that's the main difference that has happened in this last two years. In mm. The last two years of me doing comedy just in Bangalore, I'm not sure what the case in mm. Bombay is. Uh, but so everyone, like people who didn't get spots, started their no own rooms. rooms. Yeah. Okay, and started giving spots to other people. So do you think that has become like a good thing or that has turned s- out? I've
1: seen it as a cyclical thing over the years. I've, I see it happening with each batch, so to speak. Right. Uh, uh, it's very important to understand that uh, whether we like it or not, we are, you know, very uh, subliminally driven by uh, very real world-level functions. We're not unique butterflies. You know what I mean? Like when the cost of entry into a business is low, more people try to get into it, and the first people who try to get into it are the people who have been around in the business in a different capacity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I mean, what so do you a, need to a, a produce? Greater advantage. I mean, no, it's just a very simple thing. No? like why I did? Why did I start producing? I did not get stage time, so I started producing. Correct now then it's in my hands whether or not i get better as a comic because some people get lost in the producing they prefer producing and then their comedy doesn't get better correct uh for them to expect spots because they give other people sports no because you're doing to talk about two very different functions uh, correct that's a very good point right uh, I mean a comic and a producer are two people you like, have killed ideally. it as a producer <laughs> yeah you have killed it as a producer but what is that That nobody cares about that well, fact, I think
0: it becomes a thing of expectation because you know like hey I did this for you and I gave you a spot so why aren't you giving a spot at my Aray,
1: show but like your fucking team nutritionist doesn't make a best fucking opening batsman just because she knows what he should eat nah you know what I mean yeah like it's a different role like your job as a comic is to make people laugh your job as a producer is to facilitate the comic's job and to make sure it's perfect right So so that the conditions are just right now just because you know what the right conditions are doesn't mean you know how to manipulate them yes and, so, and in that respect, like, yeah. I mean, why are we being babies about this, man? Just fucking, uh, you know. Uh, treat production as production yeah. and stand
0: up as something where you get laughs. Yeah, man.
1: I mean, do you want to make it as a working. See, that's the thing, right? Like, the, the uh, number one defining feature of a working artist mm. is that he's working. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and if you're not working, then you're not working. Then fucking yeah. work on working. <laughs> yeah.
0: And work on making your art, right? Like, not just. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and because here's the thing, right? If you are, uh, you know, if passing marks is 35 and you get 30 and admission, then you need a quota. Right. And if you need a quota in comedy especially, which is such a night-to-night basis job, you know what I mean? If you need that quota, that quota won't last you. You can be the most famous comic in the world. And I'm sure you can talk to, I'm sure at some point you'll talk to Kanan or uh, Kenny or Biswar, any of these guys. Uh, when any comic takes the new special, ka first new joke or thought to stage… You're afraid, you know what I mean? Almost because yeah. even if they know you, I've seen this with Kanan and Kya dude, that guy is so dedicated. You'll see him wait till the end of the open mic, go with three thoughts of which one is so bad that it gets no laughs. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's important to do that as a comic. See, that's the... It's the, important to bomb. It's important to bomb. But it's important to be honest with yourself. Yeah. yeah. And, and the honesty is the number. If you can't be honest with them, uh, with yourself, how will you be honest with them? Right. And if you can't be honest with them, then you're always going to fall short of making them really laugh. Right,
0: right so just detect the shit that's there yeah in yeah that, that's quite an interesting point you brought up and but,
1: how how people blame producers for their misfortunes i don't fucking understand you are the writer director and you know uh, 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 actor in this situation you have yeah. nobody to blame but yourself because yeah, the all so you
0: can't this whole thing about the system is wrong i think it's such a flawed argument but
1: what system what yeah, I'm the, saying? the system is your, you are the system you are the system
0: yeah so i think like because stand up is such a self driven Absolutely. More
1: so than any other art form.
0: Right, yeah. But I think because of that, you can't blame anyone when it goes wrong.
1: Yeah. (laughs) There's only one person. It's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah, but in though, I,
0: <laughs> though I like my very humble experience, like I think in some shows, in some shows, the audience is the part. <laughs> I agree. I could not agree more. But again, it's when, we, when, we, when, we all, when we all started out, we all were taught this thing like it's never the audience's fault. It's all,
1: yeah, sometimes it is. Sometimes, sometimes they're pieces of is. shit. <laughs> uh, no, but
0: all, also a lot of uh, times, especially at open mics, uh, like comedy is forced onto the people are already there. Yeah. And those people don't give a fuck about comedy. They Why should they? They care about comedy
1: yeah so a, then you're like
0: these people are being dicks by not listening to us. no, no you're actually,
1: being a dick by doing comedy on his date night, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean yeah I, I, what I, like what is the worst
0: thing that happened at a show like what is the worst audience ever
1: oh worst audience ever that's a there's a lot of these men every time I get asked this question, I seem to think of some new uh memory. uh memory off late, but uh that's the thing you know I, I had you asked me this question three years ago I would give you with date which was the worst yeah. audience and what exactly they did and what that guy said but frankly I don't even like I've gotten a lot more emphatic with the audience now where you know some nights I feel like are, you know that third invisible factor of setting and context yeah. you know that affects it as much and it's never really their fault yeah you know what I mean like I, I had this uh, I'll, 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 let me so explain come to that point let me explain. And let me also give you the worst that I had right. recently. Mm-hmm. It's not their fault if it's somebody's 50th anniversary and the oldest people in the family have showed up and are put in the first three rows. Yeah. Right? It's that. not the rest of the audience's fault, it's the event right. guys and the family's fault.
0: Right? right. Uh, but then how how does one tell those people
1: like hey you can't sit in the front oh, row? Oh I I to, I've tried and it doesn't <laughs> work nothing. You, <laughs> you listen that's like, why you take advance payment.
0: <laughs> so, so then you take advance payment and then you go up to these people who have come from, to watch you and your show and are sitting in the front row enthusiastically and be like listen you're not going to enjoy this show.
1: <laughs> no I you try know, but you try it's also like a challenge right like I mean you have to take it as a sport and say okay let's see if I can make these Buddhas laugh a little bit today. Correct uh, especially as somebody like us like our TGs are definitely uh, uh, under the age of seventy so. <laughs> So, uh, you know, that, uh, but at the same time, there are certain audiences that are just, you know, it's not even audiences. It's people who are malicious. Yeah. Like they are just... just
0: want to see evil, just want to cause,
1: cause something. Uh, get attention. Yeah. Or, and you know, drunk people. I, I remember there were these two girls who used to show up drunk at the anti-social comedy jam. Every, every, time, every week. Every time. Okay? Every, huh. And <laughs> they started following me to my gigs. Uh, <laughs> and they were the worst kind of drunk because they would be drunk and they would like kind of like, you know... Uh, uh, Say very inappropriate things uh, uh, Sex things While I'm performing and all And it's not fun You know what I mean Because the rest of the audience Is not into what you're doing And I can During the show Oh yeah I mean mean, they've ruined recordings You know I've been trying to shoot Then There are nights When all of these Assholes come together (laughs) (laughs) And I'll team up (laughs) First show of this tour In March (laughs) I was in Hyderabad And there were about eight groups of people there who were all dedicated. And I say groups, not individuals. Eight Mm. groups of people of varying sizes who were just there to just be there. Mm. And there were all the different kinds of people, bad people you can meet at a show. There were the people who were... (laughs) Offended by what I was saying, there were the other people who were uh, uh, who who felt like you know those really rich people who yeah. will not laugh hard because they're yeah. like you are below mean status. Yeah. Therefore, how can I possibly agree to what you say? <laughs> you know? uh, there was those. There was the guy who brought his aunt, and that was not a good idea. And you know, and and so on and so. On. All the worst possible groups all clubbed into one night, and I've never done a bad gig oh at uh, you know old space, but. My God. It, it was like just for death. Naar, for and Naar. the first show of the special. So oh. it's like, uh, you're like, fuck, like, how do I even recover from this, you know, hellhole? Yeah. So how do you recover? Nah, you push fucking on, man. How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you, but do you,
0: do you do you come to the level where you keep giving them shit for being the worst audience? You, or you just do, do jokes?
1: I give everyone three times. Okay. After which, you just have to be louder and more energetic. And then the, each time you, uh, you know, take someone down, you have to be a little more on top of your shit to keep Hmm. everybody's attention. Uh, Which is hard when it's like, you know, I mean, I've done shows, even I remember this one show in Dubai where I did... uh there were people, uh, Portuguese people there, and they didn't understand a word, and their friend was translating. So so are like,
0: so you doing your English show, are we doing like a mixture of? I mean, Hindi, it was a fuck, it was and, for Indian people, man. It, oh, was, so like it was like Hindi like and English, Hindi and
1: English. A lot of English, no doubt, and and, and, and uh, you know most uh, Indian comics when they do English comedy, the setup is English, the punchline is yeah. Hindi. But I try to mix that up also. You know, a lot right. of places where it's pure Hindi, pure English, ah. and the other way around, so on so forth. Ah. These guys really wanted to watch. Hmm. And they didn't speak a word. Their friend started translating. So now, get this. I am getting a small echo mm-hmm. of laugh mm. every time I get the ha ha ha. So it's taking some time. Ah, it's taking yeah, like one language, a, yeah, one one, language yeah. away. <laughs> It's like imagine left channel is working on time, right channel slightly echo is g- wow, very disorienting. I
0: would have messed with your timing so much.
1: And I don't know if you've done the private show circuit, but that is oh, also messed up. Oh
0: my God, that's the worst. But so that's the worst. Like, and that's mostly, if you notice, like that's like the category of people you mentioned, the rich people. Because it, let's let's get this right. Like if you, if you have a private comedy show at your party, oh, you're a rich person.
1: Our careers that's exist because well-off people have free time. <laughs> let's not let's not kid ourselves
0: we're like those little monkeys like hey sing yeah. for us monkey <laughs>
1: pretty much man uh,
0: <laughs> the private i think private shows are the worst i think
1: uh, but i think at the same time you know, i've had some genuinely great experiences with i mean there are families where i perform for everybody in the family you know what i mean uh-huh. uh like where i've had uh, you know i was this one family where i performed at four weddings all four siblings wow can you believe right? that weddings I mean uh, cocktail party, bachelor party, uh, Sangi. and you don't know these people remotely
0: also.
1: I mean I know them now. I mean you know after yeah, but at that I mean, time when you went to the show you had no idea. The, what the first people. time I did the first show was it was the eldest sisters. Uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, eldest sisters. uh बोलते Sangeet. Huh. Uh, then the second one, they saw me there, then the youngest, the second youngest eldest brother's uh, fucking bachelor's and third guy's cocktail. Fourth guy's bachelor, we are supposed to do wedding got called off. Uh, <laughs> wow. True story. And I had taken full advance and I promised them, oh a, my God. Yeah, I promised them a show. I hope so he gets he said- married soon. So otherwise, you know, I'll lose out on money I could have earned <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, that's very interesting but i
0: think you know like you know when you do all these shows right like you and especially like being a comic you, you have this crazy fucking lifestyle right like you have gigs every week and you don't sleep crazy. at nights because either the gig is really horrible that you hate yourself or the gig is like really nice and you can't sleep because so i yeah. just so the adrenaline yeah so much and you're like four five o'clock you're like ah oh, life is so good life is so good right yeah and then on monday you again have an open mic which you had to show up to like how do you how do you stay sane with
1: all of this. You, what sane? There's no sanity. There's, there's, there's no way. <laughs> it's a push and pull thing. You know, you push as hard as you can and then your body pushes back. So you pull back and you wait till you can do it again. So I was just the a very
0: philosophical answer after seven years of comedy experience. But he's like, no, there's no way out of this.
1: <laughs> no, uh, uh, honestly, I mean, oh, there's definitely so What have you, way, you learned? Yeah, there's definitely a way out of it. I think it, it involves a lot of self-discipline in terms of not letting the, I mean, as comics now, we have this habit that takes a lot of years to go away, which is the minute you see stage time then your mouth starts watering. Yeah, 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 You know, you could be at a fucking, you know, on vacation with yeah, your I wife. Think, I
0: think Saurav Ghosh did an open mic before his wedding. On yeah, the same exactly.
1: Day. <laughs> exactly. He performed in his uh, reception ka suit. And <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, and that's the thing, right? And now on top of that, you know, once you get some amount of, uh, you know, visibility in the world, in the market, then that starts becoming even more tasty, right? Because now it's paid stage time. Right. So to not say yes to every single gig that comes to me is something that I had to. Still, I'm struggling with. You know what I mean? And and hopefully I will learn that. Mm. But uh, until then, it's just a matter of pushing and pulling. Uh, Another thing that really helps give you perspective is realizing that if you just keep gigging all the time, you when will you write? When will you actually live life and then talk about that life that you just lived on stage? You know what I mean? Yeah. because yeah.
0: material comes only if you leave your house and leave your place and yeah. then just live a life, be with yeah. normal people or not. I mean, comics. you want to make
1: audience laugh, no? So find out. I mean, I'm not even saying be friends with them, but research them. Yeah. You know, be a secret agent, infiltrate their friends groups, and go yeah. out with them and observe all the dumb shit they do. I mean, I come to this. I don't have to work out of this office, but I come to see what on random shit these people do all day yeah. as human beings. To like
0: re- just be with regular humans. Yeah, beings.
1: and not talk about comedy all the time. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like you know, the other day they have a Rottweiler you met her. Yeah. They put a tutu on the. Fucking Rottweiler, dude, (laughs) for her birthday. You understand? Like, these people are crazy. And the only way I learn more is if I stay cool and hang out with them. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's the only one thing I miss. Like you know, after doing comedy full time, right? Yeah, after doing comedy full time, that's the only one thing I miss. Because when I worked my office and when I was in college and all of that, right? These are regular people, and with regular people, I have no pressure to talk about comedy, to be in yeah. the business of comedy, to be as a, in the in the character of a comic, right? Yeah, I'm just silly. I'm just doing some random shit. I'm making fart jokes. I'm just just doing puns yeah. out of PJs out of PJs. And now I miss that. That's the uh, <laughs> but
1: it's that's the thing. No, it's the, that's. In fact that's for me that's the biggest inspiration to kind of make sure that what I do on stage is closer to what I'm like off stage. Right right. Like there's no nothing more fun than hanging out with your school friends and just like talking random fucking shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just <laughs> yeah. random stories and and uh, I think the day you can be that guy on stage. On right? stage is the day that you just completely bridge the gap.
0: Correct correct correct. That's very good advice to end this podcast on Akash Mehta. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for
1: having me, man. Uh,
0: guys, if you want to check out Akash's work, it's on YouTube. He has a bunch of videos which are all viral. So you can add <laughs> your one million and one-eth view <laughs> on it. And since he's, are you, will you be on tour sometime soon?
1: I'm I'm always coming to a city near you within the next two months. Super. Uh, so you can follow updates on his uh, Facebook page and Twitter. which yes. is. Uh, uh, it's all at the rate Kuch bhi Mehta. Yes. See you guys. Thank you, thank you so much. Cheers.